But we're going to go into the word of the Lord. Let us go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to go to verse 31. Amen. It says, as you read in the screens or in your Bibles, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. A more excellent way. He's telling us to desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. I want to speak to you on the more excellent way. A more excellent way. Heavenly Father, thank you. Lord Jesus, in this prayer I include God second. That you will bless him and heal him completely, Lord. There at that hospital where he's at, taking those exams, God, that everything that they see will be, God, to glorify you and everything will be okay. I pray, Jesus, that you bless your word in our hearts, that we may retain your word, that we may go on forward and we may live your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I pray this. Let's give a hand praise to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, you may be seated. All of you that are acquainted with uh, the letter of Paul to the Corinthians, we see that chapter 12 is a special chapter because it has to do with uh, the spiritual gifts. And if you go through it, you will discover what they are. And that those gifts are for our time. Those gifts are for the church. They're for us. Someone say for us. But we're not going to address uh, ourselves to the gifts today. Uh, we are going to go into uh, a two or three week series on uh, the gifts of the Spirit, but not just today, uh, but rather on the new revelation that Paul is giving to the church, he wants them to understand that besides the gifts, there is a more excellent way. The understanding of this great enlightenment opens up the door to be able to see and to, and to get a clear purpose for our lives. When we see this, the understanding is this. I want you to go beyond what you're seeing now. Because the gifts were already in operation. The gifts were already in operation. But now he wants them to know that there is something beyond the gifts. Something greater than the gifts. Because it's a more excellent way. Not that the gifts are less. Not that the gifts are not important. But everything has its place. I said everything has its place. So then this opens the door. 
and for us to get a clear purpose in our lives. Yes, what does the more excellent way? It unlocks our sensitivity for identity and to identify the different areas in our life. Because without love, without love, there is no relationship. Let me say it one more time. Without love, there is no relationship. And we have to understand this. Because if we go to Scripture, the Scripture tells us that there is something greater than that. If we go right into the next chapter, we will see for ourselves that he says, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding, or I have become a sounding brass or a symbol. Amen. So, when we look at this, the scripture tells us that there is something greater than the gifts. Now, when we look into this, we have to understand that the word love has different meanings. The word love appears in the New Testament more frequently. And when we look through the Bible, we have to understand this. There are different ways to translate this or transmit this and for us to have an understanding of what we are talking about. In the English language, it becomes kind of difficult for us to understand that there is a difference between love and like. Because we're so acquainted to say we like something and then we love something. You see, we like something and we love something. Uh, for once, you say, I love pizza. And then uh, 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 you love... Uh, Ice cream, you love, I'm um, just making you tempting, I'm tempting you here, especially those that are on a dining fast, uh, amen, uh, enchiladas, I mean, tacos and everything else that you're not supposed to be eating right now. But the thing is this, we confuse this because sometimes uh, it has become our type of language and we cannot appreciate the difference between one and the other. But yet in scripture, it gives us a different meaning because during the time that the New Testament was written, there was different words or better yet different meanings to understand the word love. And when we get to this point, we have to understand that we have to go back to the original understanding of what it is and then change our vocabulary. And when we change our vocabulary, then we find the meaning, the true meaning of what we are trying to say. And then not only that, but we put value to it. Because we have to know that we have to put value to our communication, to our speech, to our talking. What are we trying to say? And that the one who's receiving what we're trying to say has a clear picture of what we are saying. Yes, and the reason that I'm saying this is because when you read the, the New Testament, it was written in Greek. And the Greek has four ways of us understanding and knowing what the word love is really trying to give us the significance of. 
So when we go to the New Testament, and better yet to the Greek, during the time of Jesus, that's what they were speaking. So we find different meanings or different words, better yet, that will express what they were trying to say within the word love. And one of them was uh, the word eros. In the Greek, this word was used uh, very little in the New Testament, if at all. It was used, but this word uh, truthfully uh, refers to a sexual love. And that was when there was a couple, a marriage, uh, uh, and they came together and, and, and that expressed their, their sense of love. And, and this word, Eros, gave that, that, that significance. Uh, uh, it, was, it was a word because uh, there was a goddess that they referred to. And this goddess was the expression of this love that many people were acquainted with. Uh, and there was different types, but I want to speak uh, of, of, of one type uh, that we see more frequently within us, and that's phileo love, and that's brotherly love. Brotherly love is the is love that we speak on and we share here at church, and we do it in family also. We express our phileo's love with our brothers. I mean, you love your neighbor, but not as much as your brother. Uh, and this word, this word brought a significance for us to understand that it was different. But yet the, the fourth uh, type of, of uh, love was agape love or the agape love. And this love was a divine love. It was a, a God-given love, a God expression of love. And when you understood this type of love, uh, you show good morals, good will, and you had uh, all these principles and, and duties to, to, to uh, express uh, with that divine love because you received it from God. When we receive this, then we understand. And when we look back at chapter 12, we see the nine gifts there, and when you look at them, you say that there was nine gifts, and these were the nine gifts. Uh, the first one was the word of wisdom. The word of knowledge was number two. Number three, faith. Uh, gifts of healing, the working of miracles, prophecy, uh, discerning of spirits, uh, different kinds of tongues, uh, and the interpretation of tongues. But besides that, Paul says, I'm going to show you a more excellent love. Now, you are acquainted with the arrow love. You're acquainted with historical love. And you're acquainted with the phileo love. But now I'm going to show you the agape love. And I want you to get the true meaning of this agape love. This agape love is only demonstrated through the love of God. The reason that we have the agape love is because God has given us that agape love. How do we receive it? We receive that agape love through God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. John 3.16. Ah, God is the uh, first expression of love. Now, when we see love, it is more than just a word. Love is an action. Everyone say an action. Love is an action. God gave. Now, love is an expression, everyone say an expression. When there is love, then the expression of love has to come forth. 
If there is no expression, I don't know if we could call it love. Because love does something to you. How many of you have been in love in some time or another? How many of you have been in love? God, God have mercy. I said, how many of you have been in love? Raise your hands. Don't be afraid. Some are so shy, God bless. God bless America. How many of you have been in love one time or the other? Doesn't it do you? It does something to you. It does something. How many are in love right now? And I'm not talking with Jesus. I'm not talking about you in love. I mean, yeah. Now, love does something. Love does something. There's an action. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. Love is giving. Everyone say giving. If there is no giving, there's no loving. You have to give in order to understand that there is love because love is expressive. You have to express it. You have to give in order to understand that there is love. Now, let me tell you something. The Bible says this. In this, the world will know that you're my disciples. If you love one or that you love one another. When we see this, when we see this, the people will know that we are his disciples if we love one another. Now, how do they see this? But let me go back now. How will they understand this? Is because the way we show our affection, how the way, the way we give the interest of the well-being to those that are around us. I want the best for each and every one of you. Because that's my way of loving you. Every time that you succeed in something, I say, thank you, Jesus. Ah, there's no envy. There's no Covenant is there. There's no, there, there's no malice in there. And how, no, no, no. Love rejoices, the Bible says. So when I look at this and I understand this, God gave me his love for me to share that love with others. The only way that I can love is through the love of God. And that's the perfect love. That's the clean love. That's the agape love. See, and then we have to understand also, love forms and creates a relationship. Everyone say a relationship. Yes, it creates, it forms a relationship. Uh, one thing is to have, one thing is for you to court someone, and another thing is for you to form a relationship with someone. And sometimes I fear that we just come to church or I just come to church and I just, I love you, Jesus, because you're saying I love you, Jesus. Or someone else is saying I love you, Jesus. But 
I wonder if this love is within me because I've recognized his love inside of me. Does it make, does it, does it make sense to you? Because when his love is in me, I automatically begin to love. There is no way around it. I just begin to love. And love, let me go, I don't want to be redundant, but love is expressive. Love comes out. I remember when I saw Sister Prado, I liked what I saw and I saw what I liked. Huh? But I didn't love her. I liked her. I just liked her. Man. I thought heaven was earth already. You know, the thing is this. That then I was infatuated with what I saw. Because infatuation is the liking of something. It moves an emotional sense within you. But that can wither away. It can fly away. But a true love never goes away. True love never fails. True love is forever and ever and ever. True love is to death do you part. That is true love. Everyone say true love. Swallow that. Swallow that. That is true love. At the beginning, I didn't know this. Because at the beginning, if they would have told me, hey, would you give her a kidney? I said, heck no. Because I was just infatuated. I liked her. But there was not a relationship there. And love goes beyond just the liking. Goes beyond just being infatuated of something emotional. No. Now there's a relationship. There's a bonding together. And Paul is telling me, I'm going to show you a more excellent way than a religious way. Than just coming and feeling goosebumps all over you. It's just more than just coming and weeping. It's something that never fails. It's something that's always there. And we have to take this with us today because that changes. Now I understand this, that this is forevermore. Everyone say forevermore. Ah, oh, I don't like my wife. I love my wife. Because now this is a relationship that has been established that's going on 39 years. Ah, oh, and it gets gooder and gooder. I know that's not proper English, but it gets gooder and gooder. Why am I saying this? Because the relationship draws you closer. Based on what? Based on love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The agape, agape love is something that you and I don't deserve. But because he is the originator of the agape love, he opens up the heavens and he pours out his blessings upon us, not because we deserve it, but better yet, because he is love. And love makes you do something. 
My, my God, I understand it now. So now when I comprehend this and understand this, my world changes. My world is different. Why? I counsel hundreds and hundreds of people, believe me, that don't understand this. And they give up and they give up and they give up. Ah, I want to give up. I want to. No, no, no. You can't give up. If there is true love, you can't give up because he never gave up on us. Never. He looked for me when I was lost. The Bible said I was dead in sins. So if I was dead, I was no good. But yet he never gave up on me. You know why? Because he loved me. He searched way down. He searched way down for you to look uh, even in the mire clay, even when you were sinking in all that mud. He looked uh, at your condition and he saw beyond your faults uh, and he saw your needs and he says, he needs me. And because I love him, I'm going to pick him up. That is love. That is love. See, we look beyond all of that. You remember when you were courting your... Do you remember, Sister Kelly, when you were courting your husband? Huh? You remember? Hey, man, people told you of all the defects. You said, heck no. Huh? Because love does something to you. Man, I struggled. I, I tried to court my wife four or five times. She dropped me four or five times. But I never gave up. Couldn't believe it, thank God. Until, hey, the Bible says that love, what? Conquers it all. Love conquers it all. So the thing is this, we have to understand this. That's the reason that we're grateful today and acknowledge him because he never gave up on us. You should not be here. I should not be here. But God has not given up on us. You know why? Because he loves us. Huh? Because he loves us. And when all this is going around us, Oh, God says, hey, I am still here because I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. So when we understand this, the Bible says, though, you, though I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass, I'm sorry. Ah, and even though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mystery and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but, not have, but have not love, I am nothing. Say, I am nothing. Say it, I am nothing without love. Yes, I am nothing. So let me tell you something. When we come to this understanding, the foundation of our belief in God is because of his great love that he had for us. I don't deserve nothing that I have. I don't deserve to be here today. I don't deserve to speak before you. But of his great, or because of his great love, I am here today. Because of his great love, you are here today. And he tells us here, do I... Uh, though I have tongues, or I speak with tongues, 
And though I have the gift of prophecy, and though I may understand all mysteries and all knowledge and may have all the faith, even if I was able through that faith to remove mountains, but if if I have no faith, I am nothing. I am nothing. We have to have a a clear picture of this. You know why? Because if you read later on, this chapter tells you, hey, all of these things are going to pass. All of these things are going to pass. Prophecy is going to pass. Yes, faith is going to pass. Tongues are going to pass. All of these things are going to pass. But love will never fade. Love will never pass. So then I'm getting a clear picture of this, what Paul is trying to tell us. Paul is trying to tell me, you know what? Get a clear understanding because this is the most excellent thing that you will ever get to understand. The better way is love. Everyone say love. Now, don't get me wrong. All of those things right now are beneficial to the church. We need them. The nine gifts of of what Paul is telling the Corinthians, the spiritual gifts, they're needed in the church. But the most excellent thing is what? Love. Because when you have love, love covers a multitude of sins. And we have this, and we have this clear picture. Hey, man, when I got a hold of this, I said, Lord. Teach me how to love you. Because if you teach me how to love you, I can come across and get anything from you. Because love does it all. Some of us don't get because we don't know how to ask. But if we learn how to ask in love, Amen. My wife gives a conference to the women. He says, man, you can make your husband do anything you want. You just got to know the secret. I'm trying to discover it from her still. But then she makes me do everything she wants. The point is this. She don't want to tell me the secret, so I won't stop it. The point is this, that there's a ways or there are ways to come across. And the Bible tells me, when, when James is writing, he says, hey, you receive not because you don't know how to ask. If you know how to ask in love, you will receive. And the point is this, we've got to open our understanding because this relationship will Open the windows of heaven for me to receive what I need from God. And I'll tell you something. I don't have everything I want, but I have everything I need. Because of his mercy. Because of his grace. Why? Because he loves me. And if your earthly fathers know how to give good deeds, how much more your heavenly father? Your heavenly father will open the windows of heaven because he loves us. So we need to establish this relationship of under- and this understanding. Hey, listen. We have to understand if my earthly fathers know how to give good deeds, how much more my heavenly father. My heavenly father loves me. 
A lot more than my earthly father. Man, and my dad, I know he loves me. My dad gets up at 4 o'clock every morning. He goes down on his knees and he prays for me. And he's there an hour, an hour and 30 minutes. You know how old my dad is? My dad is 90 years old. But yet at that age, he still gets down on his knees and begins to call on God's mercy upon me, his grace upon me, his love upon me. And thank God I just preached a funeral this past Friday and I put all the family because their dad was on, uh, there laying in that coffin. I said, you know what? You've got to understand one thing, that you have to do your own praying because this man used to pray for you every every day and you're not going to be able to hear and that prayer is gone from you but I pray that that prayer is before the presence of the God of God but yet in the presence of God every day of your life in order for you to overcome but I thank God for my dad because he still prays for me every day and if my earthly father knows how to do those things how much more my heavenly father my heavenly father loves me I said I'm a spoiled kid uh, I don't know if you believe me or not, but I know that I am, and that's all that counts. Because he loves me. Love does things. So when I got this understanding to bring to you, I want you to get a clear picture that there is a way to live, and that way is God's love. That's the highway of love. We've got to learn to live in it. And I wonder and I ask God, God, how is it that we can love you? We can love you. And he showed me and he proved to me. He says, you've got to learn to trust me. Everyone say, trust me. Because in love, and I'm going to be speaking on this. Listen, in, in, in love, what forms that relationship is trust. When I give marital counseling or when I speak to uh, people that are uh, engaged and, and, and also in their courting, I tell them, listen, the basis of all of this is trust. Trust. Everyone say trust. You've got to learn to trust. Say it one more time, Trust. Because if you and I don't know how to trust, we're lost. Everyone say love. Lost. We're lost. Because the foundation of love is trust. I trust this woman with everything that I have and everything that I am. Or let me put it the other way. I love her with everything that I am and everything that I have. I, I, I don't have nothing hidden from her. Nothing hidden from her. I get bugged when, I, when, 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 when a wife says, you know, my husband has a, a password and, and, I, don't, and I, don't, I don't know the password. Or my, 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 my wife has a password and she don't want to give me the password. I mean, this woman knows everything about me. She has a password to my iPad, my computer, my phone. She has a password to, to my bank account, our bank account. She has, Sister Kelly knows how to get to me. She says, okay, then if you don't want, I'll go to your wife. 
point is this. There's nothing hidden. The only one, second knows my password. OT knows my password. The only ones that don't know my password is my, is my grandkids. And the reason is that I, that I don't give it to them is because the other, some time ago, uh, just, just, uh, Giselle had my password. And I had one, of the, had one of those phones you put your finger and it was digital. I guess it just opens up. So I put my, my thumb on there. And nothing, and nothing. And I said, this thing is no good no more. And, I put my, and then Giselle gets my phone and says, oh, let me see, Grandpa. Oh, here it is, Grandpa. I said, that's the last time. The point is this. A relationship brings on trust. And God has entrusted us with the greatest thing, and that is salvation. Because he loved us. He loves us. He wants the best for us. And we have to understand this. What God wants to prove to us is how much he loves us. I said, how much he loves us. Our imagination cannot comprehend the love of God. I could never understand his love. That I was lost. I was no good. But yet he loved me enough to go to Calvary for me. Even when I was not here, even when I was not even born, he was already thinking of me because he loved me when I was not yet here. He loved me enough. And today as I get ready to close, I want to tell you something, church. The only way we will learn to love is if we follow his pattern of love. And that is giving something. Now, this is the point. Everyone say love is a relationship. A relationship is something that is constant. Say constant. Sometime ago, about 29 years ago, my wife came to me. And I don't know where my mind was. She says, will you let me go to Mexico for a month? And I said, sure. I don't know. She must have gave me something good to eat. I said, sure, a month. That was the most miserable time of my marriage life or married life. Man, I would come home to an empty house. Time was not like these because right now I can call to Mexico anytime I want and it's free on my phone. Back then, man, it was by the minute. It was running me dry. But what I want to tell you something, love is a relationship. And when she came back after that month, I told her, Hamas, never again. It won't happen again. Because a relationship was intended for there to be a constant 
communication, a constant attraction, a constant, a constant living together. When we understand these things. So now she tells me, can I go? I say, well, pray about it. The point is this. We have to understand these things because we miss out. We miss out because everything is based on relationship. Everyone say relationship. So then I wonder and I ask myself, how much do we love Jesus? How much do we love God? Because there is not a day that goes by that goes without me having to talk to her. I look for my wife. I call her. I text her. I even put those little hearts in that phone. Wait, what you call them? You know what I'm talking about. It has to be... It has to go on on a daily basis, on a daily basis, on a daily basis. My question is, I say I love Jesus. How could I go three days without talking to him? How could I go a week without talking to him? How could I go a day without How could I go on living without a relationship with him? How can I live this way? Every day, he opens the windows of heaven. Every day, I can see his manifestation of love in my life. Every day, I can see his wondrous acts. Every day I can feel his tender, tendering touch. Every day I can feel his presence. Every day he provides for me oxygen. He provides for me the sensitivity of being able to feel, to see, to touch every day. He says, I love you, Victor. I woke you up this morning. I started you on your way. Every day, he is real to my life. But yet, I forget. A day passes by. Oh, I'll talk to him tomorrow. The next day goes by and I'll pray. The next day passes by, I don't read his word. The next day comes on. I come to church. I, I fulfill my obligation because I went to church. And then I say, I love you, Jesus. And I just feel that he says, he says, you haven't talked to me. You haven't expressed nothing to me. You haven't told me you love me from your heart with your
your actions. And today, I want to learn how to love him. I want to learn how to love him. I want to learn how to love him. And that is the secret of opening the windows of heaven. Loving him. Loving him. If you can stand to your feet. I want to love him. The most excellent or the more excellent way is love. If I learn how to love his way, my marriage is going to be much better. The love within my family is going to be greater. The love within the, brother, the brotherly love here is going to be greater. The brotherhood is going to enjoy more of each other's presence. But we've got to learn to love his way. And he says, hey, it goes beyond. It goes beyond. It goes beyond. This is the more excellent way. Learn to love. Learn to love. So today we're going to ask God, teach us to love. Teach us to love God. Teach us to love you, God. Because if I get to love you, my world is going to change. If I love God, my wife is going to have a better husband. If I love God, my kids are going to have a better father. If I love God, you're going to have a better pastor. If I love God, everything is going to be better. All because God makes the difference. His love makes a difference. And Paul says, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. Why don't we come to this altar? Let us come to this altar. And let us tell God, God, we want to get to know you. And we want to get to love you. I want to get to love God. I want to get to love God. Get to love God. I want to get to love God. I want to get to love God. So during this week, I'm not just going to say, God, I'm going to give you my spare time. I'm going to dedicate some time. I'm going to dedicate some time to you. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, God, from this hour to this hour is going to be your time. I'm going to give this to you to demonstrate my love to you. I'm going to do this or that for you. Because I love you. Not because I have to, but just because I love you. Just because I love you. And knowing the God that I serve and the God that I preach, He cannot 
everything that he wants for me, he's going to bring it to me or give it to me. And today, I want you to tell God, teach me to love you. Teach me to love you. Teach me to love you. If you can close your eyes. In your way, say, God, I want to learn to love you. I want to learn to love you. Teach me to love you, God. Teach me to love you. I want to learn to love you more than life itself, God. I want to learn to love you just like you love me, God. I want to learn to love you, Lord. As you have expressed your love, Lord, let me express my love. Let me express my love. Let me express my love. Why don't you just open your mouth and begin to talk to him and begin to let him know that you love him. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this evening, you've done so much for us. You've given us so much, Lord. You've opened the windows of heaven, Lord. You gave me your salvation plan. And not only gave it to me, God, but you've given me salvation itself. Lord Jesus, You've given me to know you, Lord. You've given me to know your name that is above every name. Lord Jesus, you've given me so much. The understanding, God, that you love me. That you died for me on Calvary. Lord Jesus, that you've given me a wife. You've given me a family. You've given me a roof over my head, Lord. You've given me everything that I need, Lord Jesus. All because you love me, Lord. And you never withheld nothing from me, God. I want to let you know that I love you, God. But I just don't want to say it, Lord. I want to express it with my life, Lord. As a sacrifice, Jesus. That I'm going to give you time, God. I'm going to give you time during this week just to love you, Lord, and to let you know how much you mean to me, what you are in my life, Jesus. I'm going to open, God, my heart to you, Lord, and let you know that without you I am nothing, that I need that love that only comes from you, that divine love. Yes, Jesus, I'm going to give you, God, according to what you have given me and that is a lot God I'm going to give you God time effort God yes God I'm going to give you a sacrifice of praise during this week Lord Jesus that I may learn to love you more to express it more to you God Lord help me to love you Ah, help me to love you, God, according to your word. Lord, bless every young man, every young lady in this church, God. 
every person here today, God. Lord Jesus, that we may show our gratefulness of all how we feel towards you, of what you have given us, God, that we may, God, correspond in the same way. I pray that you bless us, God, and not let a day go by, and not let a day go by, Jesus, without expressing our love, without expressing our love, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love.
Now, when you're singing this song, just think of people around you who do not have Jesus. Think of people that do not have Jesus. I should be dead. Coming from the world that I came from, yesterday I was driving and I told Brother Toledo, I said, I took him right there on White Street there in Compton. And I said, I was 14 years old, 13 and a half years old. Having family that were lost in drugs, having family that were... said, see that house? I said, all of a sudden, they drove by, they shot the house. And I remember that I was so scared. I thought that was it. It's one of my cousin said drop to the floor and I didn't even know there was a puddle of mud right there and I just dropped that car passed by I just ran the next street there was the second church of Compton and they were having prayer meeting all full of mud all dirty I said, never again, God. I promise you. I was just a kid. Being influenced by older people. Thinking they were tough. They had a life. I got to that church and knelt down. And I think, singing this song, where would I be? Only imagine. Drugs around me, everything. I grew up in that atmosphere. Where would I be today if he hadn't loved me? If he hadn't cared for me? But because he cared, because he loved me. Now teach me to love you, Jesus, the same way that you love me. Closing your eyes. Let's sing it one more time. And let's say it from our hearts. Jesus, I love you. Because you care. Just because you care. I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine. I thank you for being there that day, God. Jesus, I love you because you care. I thank you for being there. I couldn't imagine if you were in there. Ah. Jesus, I love you. Jesus. Because you care.
as we go this week, let us remind ourselves, let us learn to love Jesus, the author of our lives, because he loved us. We're going to be dismissed now. And I pray that if you go to a South Group, invite someone. Take someone with you. Get acquainted. And those of you that are in the Daniel Fast, we're going to continue. We're going to continue asking God's blessing. All right. I want you to get someone's hand there close to you. Get someone's hand close to you. Get someone's hand close to you. Yes. Get someone's hand close to you. And you're going to pray for that person. Pray for that person. Let God's love just pour out of you. Just because he cared. I love you, Jesus. I thank you for our English congregation, God. I thank you for them, God. Lord, let us learn to live a blessed life. Let us learn, God. And I pray for each and every one of them, God, that you will open the windows of heaven and that you will love them, God, throughout this week. That you will be there with them, God. Yes, Jesus, I pray. I pray this, God. Because I believe it, God. Yes, Lord, that if we draw close to you, you're going to draw close to us. I pray this in Jesus' name. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your love. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be dismissed from one another.